calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. Welcome, everyone, to some special bonus content here on The The Geek Geek Buddies! Hey! So Mr. Vogel is not here right now. He is off gallivanting around the country because he's a popular, cool guy, not a nerd at all. So right now you're (laughs) listening to Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor. Hi, I'm John Roca. I'm a writer and producer and host over at Collider, co-host of the Top Ten Show, co-host of uh, The Cinephiles, uh, host of The Deep Cut over there at Collider, and... A proud co-host of the of the Geek Buddies. <laughs> I got so many to keep track of my head. Well, and you've got so much pride in all of them. I really do. You do. You you work hard. I do work hard. I love doing this. I take so much shit for it from some of my friends and colleagues here at Collider, but I like doing it because you know what? It's fun to talk to the fans. It's fun to talk about this stuff, and I'm willing to take the slings and arrows because I enjoy hanging out with my friends, like on Geek Buddies, and talking about these kinds of things. Well, and and again, I can never. I know I've told you this privately. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know you're fans should know. I mean, John is one of the hardest workers I know. I mean, John, when he found this 
this career avenue. Yeah. Like it's 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 interesting because you know people move out here with with dreams of stardom, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time those dreams don't work out. You don't end up doing what you think you're going to do. John came out here wanting to be uh, wanting to be an actor. He yeah. had some success, and but he never you never seem totally happy. Yeah. You never seem totally content. That's agreed. The the times that I saw you the happiest were after we had seen a movie and we were watching or, or, or we were grabbing a drink afterwards and discussing it. Yeah. Um, the passion in which you talk about film is is truly something to witness. So when you found this or when this found you, when, when fate led you down this path, yeah. it was like, oh, that's what John's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I won't disagree with you. I love it for that reason, and and it's because I get to do these kinds of things and talk movies and talk with and hear different points of views and break it all down and disseminate it. It's so much fun. The other part of it is not so much fun when people make fun of your opinions or people come at you and with the, like I said, the slings and arrows and denigrate. It makes you question what your thoughts on things are. But screw it, I still keep going because I love doing it. And you're right, I've never been happier doing something that I've wanted to do out here. Uh, you, I was never happy being an actor uh, out here in L.A. I was happy doing. It at Florida State, but being on set, the hurry up and wait, the sitting around the trailer all day, I realized that was not something I want to do with my life. I just, you got to love it to do it as as long as, like you've been doing it, Shannon, and successfully so, and writing now too. And you got to love it to deal with the grind of it. And this has a grind as well. And I enjoyed this grind so much more than I ever enjoyed any of the acting grind. And I don't mean voiceover, I mean on camera. I still love voiceovers. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what we're here to talk about is... We are here to talk about the second episode of The Mandalorian. So this is going to be be filled with spoilers. We're going to go in depth about the episode. John. Yeah. uh, Ten minutes shorter than the first episode. Yes. Quite happy about that. You know what's so funny? And, you know, we'll get into this when we talk about Watchmen. Yeah. Um... I think a lot of times, you know, we were all expecting The Mandalorian to be an hour show. Yes. Everyone just yes. assumed that. Now, a lot of times with with those cable streaming shows that are an hour, um, there's always a little bit of padding mm-hmm. that has to happen because an hour, that's half of a feature film. Yes. Like there's a lot of information that you have to get out over the season, but you can't pack all that in in one episode. You have to let right. things play out organically. So you end up getting some storylines like, I don't really care about this. That's clearly not what they're doing here. I mean, they are focused. I mean, it, it seems like we are not going to cut away from the Mandalorian yeah. <laughs> at all this season. Right. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, you stay with him. The story is his story uh, and no one else's. And we're following uh, with we're following him on this journey and this new relationship. And I said this after the first uh, uh, episode. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. It's it's in this episode more than any other episode. And it's directed by Ra- uh, Rick Famuyama. Yeah, Famuyima. Famuyima, and it's called The Child. This has been uh, the first uh, real um, uh, uh, statement from the creators and from the show itself that this is an Eastern philosophy film with a Western look. Yeah. And I love that combo because I love – that's one of the reasons why I love the samurai films so much. This idea of the ronin, this idea of the wander, uh, uh, master of the samurai, this idea of samurais and their code of conduct, the code of war, right? The Mandalorian has never taken his mask off now in two episodes, helmet off, nothing. The whole time they're working on the ship to put it back together with Ugnaught, there is no mask that's taken off. He works through the sweat or whatever 
through it, you yeah. know, and then you find he finds the connection with the little baby Yoda, as we said, yeah. because he was himself a disenfranchised an orphan. child and orphan. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, and I love the Jawa stuff coming in in this episode. That oh was my so gosh, brilliant! So he's been on three planets now. In two episodes, yeah. he's been on three planets. They, we never, as far as I remember, we ne- they never say, "Hey, you're going to this planet, you're going to that planet." Right. Now, this is the first evidence that we have. Like, oh, so Jawas just aren't just on Tatooine. They are throughout. Out, they're at least on two planets right, here. Right. And thinking back to you know episode four, when three PO said Jawas disgusting cre- disgusting creatures, which I never really felt was warranted. I'm like, oh, they're just little guys in little brown cloaks. Right. Um, watching them cut open that egg, yeah. <laughs> and dip their little mitten hands into that yolk. That uh, that was one of the most disgusting things yeah. I think I've ever seen. Um, but. The idea that, okay, these guys can go from planet to planet, too, and we really yeah. got – I think it's the first time we've ever seen um, a Jawa with uh, subtitles. Yeah. And how they're busting his balls over the fact that he can't speak Jawa well, that yeah. he sounds like a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the Wookiee bashing, by God's sakes? Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that is uh, – it was a fun part of this episode. Um, but, you know, uh, he had to fight that creature off. In the that was in the tunnel for the egg, but look, that's another example of how this episode is so different from Star Wars. An egg is a possible uh, another creature, baby creature to this uh, creature that he killed. Yeah, and he did that just so he could get parts, his parts back for his ship, so he could fly off. Yeah, right, because he wouldn't give anything of his own up. So he had no problem going and taking a possible child. This is what's ironic: a possible child from something, some creature, right, uh, ra- and sacrificing it. For for his parts, but he'll save the baby Yoda. So there's, it, it's an interesting uh, approach to uh, his world, but it also shows you this is a grittier, dirtier Star Wars. It isn't necessarily this uh, black and white, good and evil type thing. This is survival. Yeah. And this is what it's all about. Yeah, this this is tantamount to like going into like a wildlife preserve and killing a mama bear. Yeah. And taking the cub. I mean, that's right. That is what yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, even though the creature he has the giant horn and it's, you know, kicking the shit out of him right. for the most part. Well, if I, someone came into your house, wouldn't you? Sure, 100%. Right. But but there was that moment of like, oh, I actually kind of feel bad for this thing. Yes. Because he, he's not going looking for trouble. Right. He was sleeping. Yeah. In his den. He was doing his thing. In the dark. Right. <laughs> um, but thus far, like, it, it is such an interesting, more kind of, would you say it's more of a grown-up take on Star Wars? Hell yes. I mean. Hell yes. A mature take, which I like, which is why I'm, I'm so puzzled by the people who are upset about it, who are pushing back on it. It's like, what have we been clamoring for is new Star Wars, new approaches to Star Wars, new types of Star Wars. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. And it's so well done, so well directed. I love the moments of silence as much as I love the exchanges. Yeah. You know? And yes, you're going to have this combo, which is great. The Star Wars that is a mix of the humor or the smirk or the comical situation, like life, mixed in with the actual stakes of what's happening here. Right. And I thought the the episode did a fantastic job of showcasing that uh, for the, uh, the Mandalorian. You know? And he gets to solidify this really relationship a little bit more with Nick Nolte's Ugnot character. Yeah. That was great as well. So you get this sense that this guy could create friends. He asks him to be part of his crew. Yeah. He, well, one, he tries to pay him. He tries to He's pay like, him. Please let me give you something. Right. Well, already there's nobility here, right? Like a samurai. You gave
gave me food, what would you like in exchange? What can I give you? Blah blah, blah for housing me for the night. There are plenty of samurai movies. If you, I just saw, I just watched Three Outlaw Samurai, and all three of them were staying in a, a hut, or one of them was staying in the hut, which starts the whole thing because the farmers gave him some some comfort. Well, he finds out these people uh, who are higher up, the lords, are trying to destroy these farmers. So he defends the farmers in that situation. That's the way it goes. So to see this happening, and the Western, same thing, which are influenced by these Japanese movies, all of that is there. And so to see it in The Mandalorian, it makes me very, very excited. Yeah. And I love the fact that we got to see, and obviously we know we're calling him Baby Yoda. We know he's not, he's not yeah, we, yeah, we know yeah, he's yeah. not Yoda as a baby. <laughs> a baby of Yoda's species. Sure. Um, seeing that apparently ha- being yeah. proficient with the Force yeah. is something that is just born into this particular species. And like a child, mm-hmm. um, you don't know how you don't know where your limits are, which right. is why he was able to save the Mandalorian. But then he passed out, yeah. as a result of it for a long time, for a very very long time. Now, what are your thoughts about the fact that people are commenting about the patch that was on the Doctor's arm in the first episode, and that the the patch relates to Camino, and that Yoda could be a clone, the baby Yoda could be a clone. I had not heard that. Yeah, yeah. My initial, just hearing that now, my initial instinct is that is. Not true, okay. just because I feel like the Kaminoans um, probably wouldn't share that, share those secrets okay. with other folks. Um, I know, I can't remember, Vogel, you said it, that it maybe that guy was working for the Empire. Yeah, um, I certainly worked for the Empire. And I would think so. Perhaps, you know, he took over Kamino, like, like if the Empire ended up invading it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... I don't think it's a clone of Bi- I don't think it's a clone of Yoda. I think okay. it, I think it is an infant of that species because okay. I think with it with as much as much new ground as they're breaking, they're not going to go to the well for something like that. Okay, that's okay. just that's just my thought. Okay, uh, what else did you enjoy about this episode or not enjoy about the episode? I mean, I enjoyed everything. I yeah. I, I understood. Stand and respected why it was 30 minutes, I would have been okay with a little bit longer. Okay. Um, I love the fact that the Jawas can handle their business. Yeah. <laughs> that they took on the Mandalorian and they won. I mean, they suffered some casualties. They had a couple of disintegrated Jawas. Um, yeah. That, that uh, to, you know, hit the ground. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, getting to watch them fight, I was like, oh, this is really, really interesting. And, you know, it's funny that, yeah. you know, he gets to the top of the sand crawler and, I don't know. There's like 20 Jawas who all level their blasters at him. Yeah. I mean, fun action. And again, like I know you guys thought I said it as a negative and that they're dealing with the limitations, mm-hmm. but I think they're leaning into it. Yeah. Um, I think that makes for interesting action when you don't have a ton of stuff to work with. I agree. And I, I know I know I like that the 30 minutes. I don't understand why people are upset about them being not being longer. I want the, your, the cardinal rule of entertainment is to get in and get out as quickly as possible. Leave them wanting more. And leave them wanting more. Yep. And certainly you are left wanting more after every episode. People were upset there was 40 minutes, the pilot, that it wasn't an hour. And then the this one comes along, it's only 30 minutes. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> and if the rest of these are 30 minutes, I am thir- thoroughly happy with that. Because uh, I think that scares some people down the road that Kenobi could only be 30 minutes. That should, I, be- I bet that scares some people thinking, oh, well, is Kenobi going to be 30 minutes or is it going to be an hour? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of the great thing about the streaming platforms is. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Disney Plus is not going to syndicate their shows, that yeah, they're going to yeah, keep yeah. them. They're going to keep them on on Disney Plus, yeah. but you know, generally, you know, they're with a streamer. Generally, with like with network shows and cable yeah, yeah, shows, yeah, yeah. Like it's twenty two minutes or it's uh, forty 
22 minutes or 43 minutes yeah. for, for a half an hour and an hour. And you're uh, doing that because you have to put in time for commercials. Yeah. Um, they don't have to do that with the streamers. Like right. you can tell the story that you want to tell. So you're not forced to pad it with unnecessary material. And you're also not forced to cut a bunch of stuff that you, that you want to keep because yeah. you have to make time for commercials. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with whatever time they give us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that. I think uh, the idea of an Obi-Wan series, I think it lends itself more to a longer show yes. because I think you are going to have more dialogue. But then again, maybe not. He's on Tatooine by himself. That's true. And look, if you got Dave Filoni being involved here, remember Dave Filoni's done ha- half-hour animated stuff. Yep. This is what he's used to creating. So why wouldn't it work with Favreau to do that kind of thing with The Mandalorian? So you keep a half an hour, keep him wanting more, you move on to the next thing. Clone Wars is b- beloved by so many people. Those are half-hour episodes. Yeah. You know, I know they're 22 a season, but that's the way it was. That's the way it was back then. Now, there's, this thing is in what, eight episodes is Mandalorian? I think pretty much eight, right? Eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we say this every week. We do. Eight. <laughs> we, eight, eight, oh, eight. It is yeah. eight. Okay. It's going to end up on Christmas, two days after Christmas Day is the last episode. So oh. you're like, oh, yeah. So we're done for the year with Mandalorian. We move on to the next thing in Star Wars. So to me, I think that's genius. Yeah. I really do. And so, uh, yeah, I enjoy all of it. I like what Oscar – I mean, sorry. I like what Pedro Pascal is doing with his voice um, and how he's conveying emotion and how who was ever physically in the costume. For is, Nick Nolte's character or, yeah, or for no, Pedro. For Pedro. I bet it's him. Do you think it's Pedro? I 100% think it's Pedro. Okay. I respect that. I wonder if they have a thing in his, you know, so you can hear him sound like a radio, like it sounds like through a radio when he talks with the, when he's acting with the other actors. I wonder if that's there. I mean, he would, ha- he would have to be doing the dialogue yeah. just to give the other actor True. their cue. True. Um, whether or not they're actually recording it, I don't know. I yeah. would think you would want to because you, you would want to keep that stuff yeah. sort of in the moment because yeah. as, as we have said before, there are certain actors – when they're playing a CG character like like Will Smith and Aladdin, yeah. for me, when he was in his genie form, there was something missing. Um, but when he when he was in human form, when he was sitting there eye to eye with the other actor, I'm like, oh, this is the performance. Yeah. Like this is this is in the moment. Not all not every actor can do that. Yeah. Um, and I would guess that they're that they are probably having to record his dialogue after. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, he fought off – who are those two – what's the species that he fights off at the beginning? The, uh, two of them are like from uh, uh, the bounty hunter we've seen before. It wasn't – it wasn't – Bosk's no, species was it? Was it, it Bosk? It looked like Bosk's species. Were they kind of? They were kind of lizard looking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought they were just guys from the little outpost that okay. he took down. I think they were two just, of the last ones or something like that. Yeah, I think okay. maybe guys that weren't on the out, at the outpost at the at the time of the attack. I'm looking at the yeah okay. Uh, let me see. Let me type in Bosk Mandalorian and see what comes. Uh, here we go. Bosk Mandalorian. Oh, therefore he's fighting Trandoshans, not named Bosk. So yeah. Oh, so, so it he, is. Yeah, his species. Those are Trandoshans that he fought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Bosk's species, but not Bosk. Okay. Done and done. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything more to say? No, man. I'm yeah. I'm enjoying the show. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to this Friday when the next one drops. Yeah. I get, I, yeah. They don't have a title for it yet either on IMDb, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I've tried desperately not. I, look, there's a temptation to ask them to send me the episodes ahead of time. Right. But they're not. I don't think they're doing it for Mandalorian. They did the first three episodes and then they stopped sending them ahead of time. So uh, that's an interesting situation. I think they, they know what they have. They want to let it roll out and everyone enjoy them at the same time. So, uh, all right. Wait, what do you want to say, Shannon? You want to wrap us up? Yeah. Like if you guys would like to follow us on social media on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies on Instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies. 
buddies. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mr. Vogel um, on both platforms, it's at MKTune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca on both platforms, it's at The Roca Says. That's right. Uh, please uh, uh, remember to comment, rate, uh, and uh, give us some stars on uh, on whatever uh, podcast app you use to listen to this show. We really appreciate it. And thanks a lot for coming along on this ride. If this is your first time listening to one of our reviews of Mandalorian, thanks a lot for giving us a chance here to entertain you and have some fun. Uh, and look for more of our content there on The Geek Buddies. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.